Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Blog Talk Radio. Bang! He stares in the eyes of the man who despises him. And you see black cats Said when I came out the womb, my little black sister was raised in the air like this. And she was proud. Because I was going to take after her and not give her to the Welcome to Flight 3D. This is your captain speaking. We ask that you please note the emergency exits and safety signs in the event our journey becomes just too deep. It can't put a basketball down. He leaves tall super niggas in a single bound. Super niggas ain't got no degrees. He ain't got no time for that. Street corner crack houses projects his natural habitat. Super niggas got super strength, speed, and agility. So it's understandable when the cops beat him down to the best of their ability. Super niggas had no supervision. Instead, he had super it's between 17 and 25 super inches used to satisfy them super Will they clone little black girls who won't die but fight? Will they clone little black girls who supplement stamina for endless struggles to write? Will they clone little black girls like Asada, Sonia, Tubman, knowing what they know? Will they clone little black girls like Nikki, Zora, Mommy, Grandma? Orchestrate train nobody got more than us. Aspiring artists sent saliva in their palms, producing hits, making noise with their fists. Lanky limbros and afros break beats and pop lock on dance floors. Made a Let me talk to you for a second. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Every time I tell somebody I do poetry for a living, they look at me weird. Like they don't believe that it's possible. I tell them that it is. I tell them I don't make my living off giving people reasons to buy a CD. That's crazy. I make my living off giving people reasons to live outside the box, outside the cell block, outside the cubicle. I tell them that a life lived without boundaries is beautiful. I tell them that the body can do whatever the mind chooses to. And I ain't got no illusions or grandeur. I know where my story ends, but yours begins whenever you get ready to move. Want to be a lawyer? Take your ass back to school. You only got a short time on this earth, so while you're here, you better find your niche and work on it like your life depends upon it because tomorrow isn't promised 
Failure's not an option. Want to be a dancer? Get it popping. Work your angles like an architect with all your tears, blood, and sweat. Then disregard the people that'll tell you you're crazy because they too scared or lazy and too complacent to make the necessary changes. This life is about risk. Jumping in with both feet because the answer could be just beneath the surface and the timing ain't never going to be perfect. But only 2% of the people on this planet actually do what they want. 60% of the people on this planet work for them. The other 38% are just too far gone. So you better get in where you fit in while you still can. Otherwise, die wondering what could have been. And when you think about it like that, doing poetry for a living makes perfect sense. It puts me in that 2%. I only answer to God. Program managers can't censor my shit. I'm a prophet that prophesies and profits. No gimmicks. I give it to you the same way God gave it to me. The pen is a pistol. The words are a nightstick. I just beat you over the head till you submit. No blue pill, just red. Here's some water. Swallow this. And this ain't about performing. This is two doses of reality. Call me in the morning. This is word is born. This is you better get your piece of the pie before it's gone. This is one part heart, four parts persistence. Cover the pot and let it simmer. Guess who's coming to dinner? Opportunities knocking. Better pop the lock and let them enter. This is 2005. You can start a business with an internet connection and a laser printer. No excuses. Get on your mission and consider all this the next time you fix your face to ask me what I do for a living. Welcome to Industry Mondays, the business of spoken word. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. We have two special guests today. We have Mahogany here, and we also have Troy Poet Lewis. Mahogany, she's a musical lyricist, you know. She is a phenomenal entrepreneur and singer vocalist, um, but her words are so poetic. Her lyrics are very poetic. They can easily turn to um, songs. And we also have, and she's going to be talking about her new release, which she already had two this year, but her latest release, Funky Organic Soul. So we're going to hear it. She's going to talk to us about it and um, get everyone involved, and it's just your job to share it. And then we also have Troy Poet Lewis. He is the founder of the National Poetry Awards, and he's going to talk to us about the 2012 Poetry Awards, how can how you can get involved as an artist, how you can get nominated, all different categories, how you can nominate someone you love, and how to vote. Anyone need you to get your votes in. And then also about attending. And he's also going to talk about the new release that they just they just released a new mixtape. It's really hot. I got my copy. You need to get yours as well. And I also have my copies of Mahogany's music. So I'm going to welcome our guests because and, and, they're both on the line. So as soon as I welcome my guests, then I'm going to come and um, bring you on, Carla from the two, 253. But first I want to welcome my guests and I want them to introduce themselves. So hello, Mahogany hello? and Troy. Hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Okay. Troy, are you on the line? Okay. Let me check with the caller from the 253. Okay. Hi, caller from the 253. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, sir. This is Troy. Oh, okay, Troy. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing blessed. How are you? Um, oh, we're great. I'm great. And so, okay, we have both of you on the line. 
So here on Magic Real Radio, we we start off the same. Everyone, they want to feel you. So if you could just let everyone know, everybody wants to know who is Mahogany, who is Troy Poet Lewis. They want to know who you are as a person, and then you can share with us your claim to fame. And we're going to let ladies go first. So who is Mahogany? Hmm. <laughs> My name is Mahogany. There is no why, because it ends up too easy. That's just in case you want to Google me to check me out and see how fly I be. That's why I am. <laughs> so where do you hail from, Mahogany? Where are you now? <laughs> I am born and raised in South Carolina. Okay. And I've lived uh, quite a number of places, but <laughs> that's where I'm actually from. Okay. What part? Summerton, South Carolina. Okay. And actually, we have a little bit of history in Summerton. It's one of the first four cases of Brown versus Board of Education. All right, yeah. Well, my family's from South Carolina on my mom's side. We're from Andy. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, all righty then. Okay. So, um, Troy, tell us a little bit about you. And then we're going to come back to you, Mahogany, about your claim to fame. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm gonna be like mahogany right now. Who is Troy Poet Lewis? <laughs> oh man. Um well as you all know, I'm the founder of the National Poetry Awards. We started in two thousand and ten in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. Uh I'm the founder of Silent Minds Entertainment Group, which I have five artists under me. Some are book writers and some are musicians. Okay. Um I'm just a down to earth dude who got two Facebooks. Like talk to everybody, chill, have fun. Trying to break out of my old shell. So it's all about the fun now. Okay. And so Mahogany, give us your claim to fame. My claim to fame. Um well I am a singer-songwriter first, um, three albums to date. Um, I am also an organic coffee distributor, my husband and I. We actually had a brick and mortar in Beaufort, okay. South Carolina, and we're looking to franchise, so we're actually taking it mobile while we look for a building. And um, we also just started a magazine from the Responsible Artistry Campaign. It's the Responsible Artistry Magazine, where okay. we feature other artists who are like-minded, um, you know, artists that focus on lyrical content, um, work in the community, and just give back. And not just artists, um, musical artists, artists of all genres. Okay. Will be the people that will be uh, featured in our magazine. All right. Well, we need the, I guess, the BBS value to need to hook up with you. <laughs> hey. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yes. Well, and um, we do need to do that soon because we're um, the value tour right now. The re- one we're re- uh, naming it the Rewind Out Loud Infiltration, and um, we will we're going to be following the Urban Tech Fair. So we're helping organize the National Urban Tech Fair, 
and we'll be we're going to come behind that. In September, we're going to be holding auditions in various cities, and from those auditions, we will be, um, you know, that will help us select, you know, which artists will go on tour. And then, so, you know, we're in the midst of doing things, so, like, we really like to hook up and, um, you know, promote the Responsible Artistry artistry Campaign as we go to this Urban Tech Fair. Now, is that digital or print or both? Um, we will start out digital, but it okay. will go to print. All right. And that's great, great, so we have a few things we're going to promote here and cross-promote, so that's why I really want to hear from everyone. Now, um, Mahogany, tell us a little bit about your new release. Uh, the new release of Funky Organic Soul, which we released under the Responsible Artistry Campaign, um, it was Beethoven-inspired, and that was my husband's idea because he is a, a Beethoven-Bach-Mozart um, fan. Okay. And we wanted to we wanted to collaborate with other artists as far as the lyrical content. Um, so my husband Chief Adre produced the track, and I called on um, some artists that I knew. And actually, I just put it out there, and I got another artist who I didn't know, um, which is BK, and BK is out of uh, California. Her name is Brooke Archilla, and okay. I've got Enoch Seven Prophet. He's out of DC, and I've got Rob Black out of Atlanta, Georgia. And okay. um it's a it's a really cool track. Okay, so we're gonna find out how cool it is and we're gonna play it right now. <laughs> <laughs>
just the music, y'all. Funky or get it, so is what we pursuing, y'all. E17, mahogany, can't lose, y'all. Put the armor of the most high on, don't get rude, y'all. Content, lyrics, and beats, what we give, y'all. Overstand the left, y'all. Black is infected, mine is the weapon. Government the afraid of, do me a favor. Give things to the creator. Change your behavior, the power to sin. Love your neighbor, be your own savior. So about that unique sound. Why, thank you. Now, are you talking about the music or my voice? <laughs> your voice. <laughs> <laughs> you have your definitely signature voice. People should know when they hear the music, that's mahogany. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, well, I guess the talent I have to thank God, but my mother is the inspiration behind... Um, the Responsible Artistry Campaign, mm-hmm. and the lyrical content of, of everything that we put out. Um, and actually it was it was both of our mothers, um, my husband and my mother, who have both passed away and never had the opportunity to hear any of our albums that we put out. 
we made a pact that anything that we put out from that point on would have to be something that they would both be able to sit with their girlfriends, you know, and play our music and not be ashamed of anything. Yeah. So um, that that that's what that came from. Okay. Well, um, I want you to talk a little bit more about it. Um, but what we're going to do, we're going to go to Troy and we're going to come back okay. because we actually have four releases and I'm, I am working at this time of uploading everyone's music because I had so much of it. And uh, But I have to make sure it's an MP3. I had actually lost all of my music from before because, you know, Mahogany, we've been working together for a while. But, yes. Um, <laughs> so I have to, like, get everything over new. And even my Shiro had downloaded I had to just get another copy. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, I I I put stuff on a hard drive because I lost a whole lot of files. So I have an external hard drive as well as a local drive. And when you download, it goes to the download section. So I really have to go organize my music and make sure I know where everything is. But things I think I have that I realize I have to re-download again. So, but um, we're gonna go to Troy, and since we're um, talking about music and new releases, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, your new release, Troy? Uh, the mixtape, National Poetry Awards. Mm-hmm. All right, well, what we decided to do this year was put a mixtape together um, so that we can get other poets and spoken word artists involved um, with the National Poetry Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Underneath the Lights, and the reason why I named it Underneath underneath the Lights is because the lights is always shining on poets and spoken word artists, mm-hmm. no matter how dim it gets. So we are always underneath that light, and the light is we're going to take spoken word poetry to the top. So, yes, we will be the next Grammy. Okay. So, uh, so your goal is to get the um, the mixtape to um, to get it voted for the Grammys. Um, actually, well, the mixtape is just to get everybody inspired behind the uh, and be involved with the National Poetry Awards some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because everybody can't perform, so you know we have people who sit in their tracks and. You know, we just released that. And then, um, too, you know, we got the Friday Night Slam. So it's like everybody can't perform, but we would like somebody and everybody to be a part of it in some way, shape, fashion, or form. You know, so that's one of the lights. Okay. And um, so tell, um, this is put out by the National Poetry Awards. So for all of those who do not know, Tell us a little bit about the National Poetry Awards, um, your purpose, you know, and your goals. Um, Well, the National Poetry Awards, we are an arts group um, that started in North Carolina. Um, Pretty much we was just like seven poets out of Silent Minds group who wanted to get together and do shows up and down the East Coast. Um, We all went our separate ways um, after Sometime after about four year after a good four year run, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to do a little bit more than open mics. I wanted to do a little bit more than the regional slams. I wanted to do 
more than just <laughs> district and everything else. So I said, well, let me come up with a concept and let me see how I could get everybody involved, you know, whether if they're poetry, spoken word, they're black, they're white, Hispanic, whatever. I just want everybody under one roof, you know, because there's so many cliques out there um, and there's so many people who don't deal with a typical person because, oh, they're spoken word, I don't do slam. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't do poetry because I don't read out the book. Oh, this is part of the, the crowd, so I'm not going to go to this event. So I wanted to do it for every single body and bring everybody under one roof. And that's when I came up with the National Poetry Awards, and we are going on our third year. It's been a rocky road for us, um, mm-hmm. but we have grown 47% um, over the last three years. Okay. Um, our well, goal mm-hmm. is to be on the stage like the Oscars, the Grammys, BET, Black Carpet. You know, that's that's the road I want to open up for everybody. Okay. You know, if they can do it, then we can too. And it's more than enough of us to make that mass movement. All right. Well, um, one of the, um, I do want to share, like, Master Griot, um radios came out of Master Griot Project. And one of the purposes of Master Griot Project is to create a viable industry for spoken word. And... Um, <clears throat> I'm not a poet, I'm just a marketer, and I'm a lover of the arts. So um, one of the things um, I did notice that if you're not in the poetry crowd, most people think of poetry one way. And to be honest, I find a lot of artists and different things think poetry one way, very linear. Um, I've always seen various possibilities, and I do think it is, um, I feel it's really spoken words time to really blossom. Um, And it's used in many different ways, but for us, well, one, I look at um, the modern-day spoken word artists as the modern-day griot, many of them that are historical-based, that are... um, cultural-based, they have the opportunity and they're they're sharing history, culture with our people. And that's the purpose of the griot, to use the oral tradition to carry on the history. And if we don't speak it, who will? So it's an opportunity when many people get in a spoken word, they do learn a lot of their, you know, true history. They become, you know, social justice they learn about the culture and they share it. And so and that is a need within our community. And wherever we have artists in the community that are adding to the community, then the community needs to support them. And therefore, you know, the concept of starting artists should really not exist. So we need to one create a community mind that the the role that the artist plays in the community and their value and that they are our not just storyteller, but they're to they carry our legacies. Because when we die, it's the art that's going to live on. So part of our, goal, our one of my goals is 
one, for artists to start recording. I know I still know phenomenal artists that have very few recordings of their work, but they're demons. I mean, they're some of the best, but they have very few recordings of their work, very few written books, very little documented. Um, I guess video is probably been the biggest thing because without video, <clears throat> they really have extremely little documentation of their work. But this is part of what we need to pass on. And then the other thing is for people to view poetry differently. And um, so that's one of our goals. That's why this is called the business of spoken word, is to show the diversity, to speak on it as an industry, to see how we can, you know, come together and look at new ways to market. And part of that is collaborations um, and also, you know, working with various forms of artists, you know, as you already do. And that's also why we have mahogany. But as you hear her work, as we play some more of it, her content is so poetic. And she knows so many poets anyway. (laughs) But she has a lyrical content that's just so poetic. And, um, again, by purpose words, because I believe um, you are, you know, people are listening to you. You are carrying a living history of an entire people from generation to generation, of an entire generation. And so what you say means something. People are listening whether you realize it or not. So we have the opportunity to teach and to raise up a nation through um, popular media music. So I just wanted to share that with you. Then. That's one of the goals of um, the Master Grill Project. And I think if People are willing to take egos aside and come together and collaborate. We can create an awards ceremony that is on the level of the Grammys and all. So we would take all the separate little awards ceremonies. Hmm? Can you can you please repeat that? <laughs> we have to get and the trends, business trends. Right now, business trends is collaboration. You know, long gone are the days of the single dog and pony show. They rarely get funded. It is collaborating. And the cliques do need to move away. You know, like there is no power in a clique because, you know, innovation and need will always play you out. And you're only going to be king for a certain amount of a time. And if you don't believe it, look what happened to the music industry. So, and so it you know, it just it doesn't benefit anyone, but when you come together as a collective, everyone can get their recognition. When you know how to be strategic, everyone gets recognized. When you learn how to uplift everyone, you all can get recognized. And when you're uplifting someone else and they're succeeding, then their trickle down will help you grow. You know, so if we don't get so afraid of that, but we do need to realize in order to succeed, we must move vertical. Everybody doing the same thing horizontal, all we do is wear out an industry. So rather than everybody having these small little award ceremonies, we would come together as a collective and actually, you know, get some arbitrary and develop a really um, strong back system. If you come together as a collective, the sponsors, the big sponsors will not mind because 
while you may have a thousand or a couple thousand, three thousand audience, and another one has another thousand, two thousand, when everyone gets together, when you can have an on-site audience of five thousand or more, because to get five thousand or more, that means you reached out to a couple million or more. These are numbers, and as long as these are loyal followers, these are numbers sponsors are willing to look at. So um, I, I'm really hoping, and I would love to be an arbitrator, you know, in the midst of that. You know, I actually have an idea for an award ceremony, but I really don't like reinventing a wheel. I would rather work right. with somebody and help perfect something than to, you know, come out with something new. Well, so. I'm, uh, well I mean, it would be reinventing, <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, if you want to do something, hey, let's work, you know? Yeah, it's really just a structure. It's really, I mean, you know, war ceremonies are, you know, simple. You have all the categories. I mean, they're not simple, but they work the same. Generally, it's where you're probably going to get your most coming together is in your voting process and actually going around to each region including people within each region and in, in the um the process and um by doing that you know that inclusion right there like if you establish like the Grammys and all of them they have a board of people to help determine like between awards everyone needs to come together and we need to kind of create our own chart and so, you know, how does that get decided? Well, you know, you have regions. You get pick people in regions who would nominate people within their region, but they can't vote on their region. So that would keep people from being, you know, unfair. You know, you can say, well, th- this is what's happening in our region, but I'll vote, but I can't vote on that region. Um. You know, it's easy, you know, to you know, put things up to create a chart and then, you know, market market that chart and get people into voting. It's not a perfect process, but it's a way that you can include various people with in the poetry, you know, society and it's a more arbitrary way of, of judging. Because you can judge quality as to what you put on the chart, but then you have to get, you know, people actually, you know, voting on it. But when you come up with a good structure and you join ASCAP and you join BMI and you join CSAC and all of them, and we work on getting um, people qualified, because now Mahogany would tell you, you know, these are things that they automatically do as musical artists. And so as um, spoken word artists, you're still a recording artist, so you still kind of want to follow some of those same formats because that gives um, kind of an even playing field and makes it easier for people to, you know, know how to evaluate you. And then it gives the opportunity when artists to come out for them to do what they need to do to, to be considered for charting, even on a regular chart. But if we come up with our own charting and get enough people listening to it and being judged and the spins being reported across radio stations, then on the major charts, they'll start considering, you know, the spoken word chart. So, you know, there's a method to it, and um, it's just really the issue of, you know, hoping we could come together 
and to bring the numbers, which would also give us the diversity, because there are a lot of phenomenal poets, but people in the South don't know what people in the North are doing, don't know what people Midwest are doing, and don't know what people on the West Coast are doing. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that would that, just... that comes with them. That comes with them clicks. Well, some of it's clicking, some of it's just not knowing. Just like you had a National Poetry Award, but. Nobody in my my area is being included, and Philly's phenomenal. But now I don't think it's because they're a clique. I don't think they really know about it, and there's no one pushing the National Poetry Awards in Philadelphia. Well, I'll take the clique part back, but at the same time, there's people who know about it, but they just don't want to talk about it because there's other things that are going on that they just don't want to do or they just don't want to be involved in it, and that's fine, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's one of those, let's get everybody together. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, well, you know, you, you keep putting it out there, and more people come to the plate, more people come to the plate. Maybe sometimes it's not necessarily major players, but just like certain people in Philadelphia may not, you know, respond to it. But there are so many poets so many poets in Philadelphia and so many different events and things that there are people who would respond to it if they if they know it. And it's just about, you're only in your third year, so I know you're saying it's been a rocky road, but most businesses take three to five years to launch anyway. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're just getting to the point, you know, uh, I mean, don't feel bad about that. The more as you get to know, get to be known, you know, come up with a solid marketing strategy, and that's, um, okay, that means taking money, investing into someone who's going to help you develop the right marketing strategy, and then investing money into marketing. That's probably will be your biggest key because you'll start branding it. And as you brand it and it becomes known, doesn't quite matter what the clicks say because now it becomes perception. Because no one's doing that. No one's branding their award ceremony nationally. Everything is still regional. No one's investing money into marketing at you know, they're keeping it regional. And so you know, you take it to the next level. Well you, um, you do you do. Uh, I do want to mention. I'm not. I'm not the only one that's doing it nationally. Um, you do have uh, the NUSPA, um, who's also doing it nationally as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not. Yeah, I know a few of them. Um, but what I, when I kind of say nationally, is other people feel they're doing it nationally too, but they're not. You know. I mean. Like I said, here in Philadelphia, you know, you hear some things about, you know, Grapevine, but the main community, not just Philadelphia, the whole greater Philadelphia area and all, you're not going to hear much talk about it. But I hear strong talk about it in the regions that that organization is from. So, and and some of them I've attempted to work with. I do know, again, and it happens with small businesses a lot, they don't focus in on the marketing and they don't um, invest the money in it. But now you take someone like Mahogany, and I'll have her tell you her story, 
Now, Mahogany is known globally, and she's done this herself. But her marketing is impeccable. You know, she's an entrepreneur, and um, she keeps in consistent contact with her fan base. And um, she's performed all over, and she knows, you know, she knows how to take it, you know, reinvent it, market it. Um, you know, and, you know, her sound is a distinct brand, but she has known how to branch out and, you know, continue her brand. So, um, you know, it's possible. It's just really the, the business aspect is really important because as an artist, you are a business unto yourself. And so you see Mahogany also calls herself an entrepreneur, and I don't think it's just because of the coffee shop. <laughs> but she has... Um, <laughs> The way she markets herself is just so well, and, you know, the partnerships. Like, she's worked with me. I always love working with Mahogany, and and I've had her when we, we've had an opportunity to be on stage. I will call Mahogany. If there's an opportunity to do a show, if I spread her music, she responds. See, I don't mind doing things with her, you know. I get, um, she gives new release. I find different people, and she responds back to them. Now there's an ongoing relationship. I I don't feel like when I do something and I put her out there, it winds up falling on deaf ear. Like, in order for it to keep going, I have to do all the work. She's right in there. So, it's, like, really good. So, Mahogany, share with us. What I want to tell you, Troy, don't be down. Because I think you're only three years old, so you're doing well. You know, Um, don't say down and you're struggling, you know. No, I'm not not, down. It's not that I'm down. I'm not down. It's just that I wish that the people would respond a little more when we put ourselves out there and ask questions and comments and, you know, and it's like they have nothing to say. Okay, well. It's always that, hmm. Well, sometimes, (laughs) you know know what, you'd be surprised. Sometimes people don't see. We're so flooded with information. That's where I said good marketing. Good marketing and, and that includes social media. That includes a lot of things, but those channels will help you kind of evaluate what's working and what's not working. And a lot of times we know how to tell people things, but we don't know how to have conversations. But go ahead, Mahogany, tell us a little bit about the Mahogany Diva Militia, the, the whole um, kingdom, the Mahogany Kingdom, <laughs> the queendom. <laughs> Um, kind of piggybacking off of um, what you just said, it's it's so much work, but it takes, you know, discipline and, and consistency. And even though, like, you, you have to wear so many hats as an entrepreneur, um, even and, and I consider myself an, an entrepreneur when it comes to my music, um, even aside from you know the coffee shop and aside from the magazine, we are mahogany. Can you, you know, as excuse artists. me? Yeah, mahogany. Hold on one moment. Okay. And I just want to let the people know, callers. We got two callers on the line, and I see you want oh, to okay. speak. So we're going to let you come on, but we're going to just let Mahogany finish, and then I'm going to bring on the next two callers. But I want you to know, I see you there, and I'm going to bring you on the line. Okay. Go ahead. You mahogany. want me to go ahead and finish? Oh, I yeah. was just gonna mm-hmm. say, um, it just it, it takes so much work because we wear so many hats, especially when you don't 
have a have a team, you know, like a major artist or a major network would have. We're doing it all ourselves. But with the internet now, it, it to me it makes it a lot easier because of you know the social networking, because you can have uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, your website all on one network. And let's say you have a message you want to go out to five pages, five pages on Twitter, five pages on Facebook, and you can send that message out on one platform. So for that, for me that makes it a whole lot easier because I'm dealing with myself as an artist. I'm dealing with the cafe. I'm dealing with the magazine. Uh, I'm dealing with Diva Militia. I'm dealing with my husband's company, Be Hustlers, um, him as a producer. So all of those things we're having to deal with and wear so many hats. But once you learn the art of social networking and how to uh, put it all on, on one network and, and you can time your messages, um, send it out today or, or set it for next week or next month or whatever. It just, um, you become, dis- it, it disciplines you and it also helps you to wear all of those hats, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> the, the power and, of social networking. Yeah. Well, one of the things I feel is the key. I feel one of the key to your successes is has been your newsletter. You consistently put out blasts, and she does it better than I, and I'm a marketer, but she consistently <laughs> sends out information. And so it's consistent, and it's the update, and it's news. It's it's not just, you know, Mahogany's doing this. It's like things going on in community, you know, things that are relevant. Um, you know, there's it, it news in there, and... Um, so when something happens, you know you're going to be informed. Do you feel that has really helped you, you know, really connect with your audience? Has that been a big help? Um, it definitely has. And and because I'm such a, a social, not just social network online, I'm, I'm just a networker in general. Um, I I greet every time that I meet a person as an opportunity to network in some way, and it doesn't have to be music. It could be something that that person has in their life. If, if there's a need that I can fill for them, that's an opportunity for me to network. And it, it usually spills over into the music or into the coffee or into the magazine because it, it's all about being of service, I guess, being of service to other people, and, and, it, and it all comes back to you full circle, mm-hmm. the power of networking. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've always done that. My mother passed that on to me. So it, for me, it that just works because I guess that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, but just in the marketing thing, just that alone, right, right. A, a consistent email marketing, one, what it's going to do and on your website. Up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good website. follow-up so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And see, when you have your email marketing campaign, whatever platform you use, and I can help you choose one that will work well, and it's, you know, cost-effective, so I kind of will probably look at, you know, how many people you have in your email base. But you make sure that you keep, uh, on first when they first come in, the ability for them to sign up for the newsletter or join your email list. Then you can automatically send out blasts to those people. and. It, you know, it doesn't have to be heavy with content, just consistent. 
But what happens is you have a group of people that you're talking to, and now the analytics, because of the Internet, is they're way cheaper, and they offer you so many analytics, and you can kind of see, well, who are the people responding? Who are the people unsubscribing? Who are the people subscribing? What are the ones that are more active and responding? Which newsletters seem to get a huge response and which one didn't? You can say, see if I'm sending out too often or not often enough. You can kind of see what are hot topics for your audience. And you can start to measure. And so when people are consistently opening your newsletter, you can kind of feel you got to um, – these are the kind of people you have a relationship with. Right. And then if you find out that they're forwarding your newsletter, you'll um or you start getting calls or questions about the content. But you need to not just put it out there, but you have to have a way of getting the people to come back to you and, and knowing that they came. Because if you don't have like an email sign up and you don't um have good analytics on your site, you don't if people come, you may have the analytics, you you know they came, but you found, haven't captured their data. So you know um, thousand people may came by your site for the month, but if you don't have a way to capture their information, you have no way to get back in touch with those people who came. So, again, it's it's really about that. And it's a lot of spoken word artists I even know that are real good at that, and they're good at doing it themselves. But sometimes I feel that the spoken word artists can sometimes be the most selfish of artists. Like if you take an actor, an actor is on stage, and an actor does something, and they have to connect with another actor. A lot of times the spoken word artists, they write their work, they deliver their work, and it's just them. And I've even heard spoken word artists say the audience didn't get it, even though artists communication. So once you let it go, how it comes back and how a person receives it is based on their life experiences and views. So it's kind of hard for them to get it wrong. They may not perceive it the way you put it out there, but it communicated. So it did something. But um, But because of that, you know, that process is so just them, sometimes, you know, you know the connection part isn't there. But I do, there are a lot of artists that market well. My my only hope is for the spoken word community. I just really would like people to not be so afraid. It's not like, you know, no, there's no seven-figure, six-stop, um, you know, spoken word artists out there anyway. So, I mean, it's not like... Okay, it's only one seven-figure, you know, market or whatnot. But for the industry to really do well and to have real long-term and longevity and not to be, you know, starving or, or not eating, you have to create a whole industry. So, you know, people can't just be, well, I just want to be on top, so I'm not really spreading too much, I'm not doing too much. You have to look at it um, and not and be honest yourselves, because you know, you know, we're going to leave, and we have to leave something for, for our children and something for their children's children. So we have to create something to leave. And um, I, I've studied in order to figure out what's effective. I had to kind of look at things that happened before in the up and down cycle of spoken word, and not just in the black community, but just overall because they have been spoken word albums produced by Virgin Records. Almost all labels have produced spoken word albums. Generally not by blacks, but they have produced it. 
So it's you know you have to look at you know why something didn't work, what was the up and down, but we have been in popularity rising. So now it's like, can we be strategic, hone it, and come create some diversity in it? You know, it's, you know, it's still kind of being delivered the same. It's just a lot of people who never was exposed to it are now being exposed to it. But like in three years and all, if we don't expand the way it's being delivered, it's going to go back down because there has not been any diversity in it. So we can, you know, start having looks like that. So what I'm going to do, bring on the callers who, um, there's a caller who wants to speak, and this caller, I, um, I'm going to bring you on because it's showing all one, so I'm just going to say hello. I'm pretty sure that's not your number. Okay, I'm opening up the line. Just give it a second. <laughs> hello. All righty. Hello. How are you, sir? Well, how you doing now? My name is Acronyms. I'm a poet, so I was just I was just listening, and I, I enjoyed the show, and I thank you uh, for bringing this uh, to the light. Um, I had a question for, uh, well, not really a question, just something to, uh, maybe to help Troy out. Um, uh, I've been doing poetry for, uh, like, this would be my 14th year. Never put out an album, never tried to glorify it because I felt I was blessed with a gift, so I feel like God has given me a gift just to help people, you know, I'm one of the people who really love the word and will do it for free, but I do it so well, they pay me for it. But when I heard about the Poetry Award, I was kind of upset because I'm from California, and it was like, it just popped out the blue, and it's like, how are they doing this Poetry Award, and nobody's informed, and I know, like, all majority of all the heavy hitters in poetry, they never heard of it. And I think the way you the way you put it out out there is what distraughted everybody because it wasn't said as a family base. Like if you went to, if you got online and got all the hookups to all the venues in the United States, deal with all the promoters, deal with everybody in every region, then it would have came back to you in a whole different way. But when you just throw it, I know artists in the south. Like if it was put out like like a Kentucky Fried uh, Slam. Like where everybody comes together with love, because it's always networking, you know, it would, it would have been a whole different vibe. But it was just put out there like, oh, where did this come from? I wasn't informed. And a lot of artists were upset because it's like, how is this coming out the South when we would think it would come out of New York, L.A., even Texas, and nobody didn't know. And then, like you said, clickish, it was more clickish in the South than it was anywhere else because when you were trying to network, me as an artist trying to network with artists, it's like there was a, a, a promoter in in, uh, in Florida. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he told me he wasn't going to. Uh, he wanted he wanted to uh, book me. He booked me for all these shows. Heard about my calendar, so then tells me I can't book you no more because you're in a wheelchair because you cost too much. That was his excuse. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I get that sometimes, but I'm just saying, networking—that's the key element. You know, if you could bring everybody together, you know, and if, like majority of people who start off businesses, like you could do what Facebook did, or uh, how uh, MySpace blew up. MySpace blew up. They took a DJ and a website and went to every club across the United States and every club outside the United States and promoted MySpace. You can get a DJ and do the same thing. 
go to every poetry venue, promote the, the National Poetry Association, and then that's where you can meet all the poets. They can talk to you face-to-face, see it's real. If you want to make it like the Grammys, you got to put that into them. Because, you know, I'll support it, you know, but it has to be a strong foundation. You know, that's well, my um, Yeah. Akron, what I'd like to ask you, because... You know, I think what you're speaking is real. And I'm going to let you know, Troy, that was a mistake I made. When I started the Master Griot Project, I, well, I first started it, you know, kind of experimental because I just wanted to provide a thank you for a lot of spoken word artists that would always support me in my events. And I really couldn't pay them. And I know they, you know, they get good money, but they were always supporting me. So I figured, what could I do for them that will be of value? And I know business and marketing. But that kind of was my mistake, so it wasn't intentional, but I went with who I knew, which were the people local to me. But what happened, a lot of people felt they were left out. And then what happened, though, you know, with me networking online, I met a lot of other people, and what happened, I changed it. At first, initially, I focused on a few artists. But then I, I, I've taken all that away. We're actually revamping that, where I'm not focusing in on single artists. Because to be honest, while you know the artists I knew, they still are high skilled. You know, all the respect. But again, like I said, some of them have not yet recorded, and you know, and I can understand certain reasons. But I don't think they understand that. One socially, I'm just going to give you this. We're all put in certain place and time for whatever reason. But um, I've always been, like, kind of placed in the middle where I might, you know, I got invited to the president, you know, inauguration because of people I know. But at the same time, I'm taking care of my, my, my stepdaughter's children and her last two children, um Dear father and them, they lived in the projects. So I got like two, you know, all kind of extreme communities. But I know when I go down to those projects and and I get in the car and they playing Biggie Smalls and, and I had to tell them, look, uh-uh, you know, you ain't going to call me a Bieber so many times. Turn it off. My babies are in the back. I may tell them like that, but I know what's going on when I'm not around. I know what the little kids and all are listening to. But then I know the spoken word that I'm hearing on the other side. So I can't maybe take them to those spoken word artists. They don't go to those spoken word clubs. But if I had a CD, I can pop it in, and I've done it because I've also worked at, you know, as a marketing director for a residential home for boys. And with them young boys, what I do, I don't even say anything. I just throw it on. You know, Miss Jack always got something cool. And they listen. They be like, oh, who that? That's hot. I like him. Who Who's he? And they start asking about it. So that is what is, one, so important for you to record. I know you may feel like, you know, recording means it's for accolades, but there are people that need to hear your message, and everybody is not going to be placed in front of you. And that's the good thing about being able to record something. I can take it. I might hear it. I could buy it, and then I could take it to somebody else. So it gives them options in what mainstream media is offering. That's one thing. But then the other thing, too, Troy, about opening up, you know, that's the one thing I learned. A lot of the artists in the South, I felt they was they were serious about their art craft. They were hustlers. 
they put together the quality of their product was way better than other people I knew. You know, some of they most a lot of them did it for a living. They were serious about it. And then when I was out doing um, California, when we took the value tour, we were out at the um, book expo. I got to meet all of these artists in California. I'm like, oh, they good. But I don't never hear about them. So, you know, like, even when I say I don't hear about the artists from California except for the, you know, sister from Punani Poets because she's all over and she reaches out all the time. But other than that, I don't hear about them. But I know when I went there, it was some nice artists that I would like to follow. So, you know, part of it is we don't communicate, but, you know, like, you know, Erica, if you could help him, and, you know, like we could come together and like, okay, let's get a database of all the venues, all the people, you know, because we know the regions, but right. let's try to get as much information as we can and, um, you know, start sending it out. So, like, when the fourth one comes around, because I think uh-huh. I even put a, a question when you were looking for a host, and I can understand because you're in St. Louis, you're looking for St. Louis hosts. But I was thinking if you really wanted to bring people there, why don't you get a just a well-known host? You know, even if it's just a Talam AC, everybody knows a Talam AC, and he right. they don't really look at him from a region. So if you or, get or, him, mm-hmm. Or I agree with you. A lot of people don't know. So been, I, I know Talam AC very well. A lot of people don't know. With uh, what Talamas did for poetry, like I started in '99, and Talamas was doing it like in '96, '97. No, I mean, I know who Talam is. I mean, we're from the same city. You know, we oh, both yeah, from uh, North New Jersey. You know what I mean? So right, I mean, right. it's 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 not that. It's that for the last three years, I've been funding this out of my pocket. Right, right. So, so whatever I make it work, that's what I put into. The awards I put into the venues I had to put in to pay people, you know. So my pocket is limited at a budget. But look, look, right. Troy. Okay, now let's go back to business. Now we're going to go to business. I'm gonna give oh, you no, an example. No, no, no. Listen no, to me, Troy. Troy, I want you to take a listen. I'm, I'm gonna take you to business. Where um, we were doing, uh, uh, um, I was part of a production team doing a give back concert here. I had maho- mahogany come out. Now, that year that Mahogany came out, which you probably don't know, earlier in that year, we had a hookup. The woman had the production team um, works with Jill Scott. You know, Jill's from Philly. She don't really do that much in Philly because of, you know, certain things. So she doesn't do very little. She Jill Scott offered us a price, one-third. And this was right before the, um, that Mary movie, too, before the second one came out. She offers one-third of her rate. And it was inclusive. It was including the writer and everything. The company, now her rate, one-third of it was like double what they had in their budget, you know, but this is talking about your headliner, um, double what they initially wanted. And they wanted to take her down. Now, she gave them one-third of her rate, Jill Scott. And Jill Scott does not do that many festivals and things in Philadelphia. I mean, she does concerts, but she's really doing that type of thing. So if you can lock her down for a festival in Philly, it's sold. So they could have taken the the original budget, 
paid her half the amount because it was half of what she was asking for, gave her a 50% deposit, and got a letter of commitment. That letter of commitment you can take to the bank and sponsors because everybody knows what Jill Scott is going to bring. Right. And you will lock that in. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you're looking at the value of the person. Now, not too many people can do that in, in poetry, but Talam can because Talam yeah. does poetry and he's worked with everybody. And Talam, Talam comes and does just words. So I know Talam is not always charging a lot of money because he do, comes and does events. And Talam will work with you. If you would have said, okay, it's St. Saint, Saint Louis. You booked Talon with some schools, some other paid gigs that would have, you know, where he could have got his fee and would have paid for his travel and all there. He would have accepted, you know, whatever you could give. There, there are ways to negotiate because that's how he does. He comes in the city, but he'll have, you know, other formal gigs, and then he goes hits the small spots, and, you know, where they're not paying his regular rate, but he's okay with that because, you know, he found the gig that paid for him being there. And so, but he is a name that's across all boards, and there, and brands know him, companies know him, and he's known throughout the whole entire country. Like, a lot of people don't even know that Talon's from Jersey. Right. Because, you know, he doesn't, like, claim an area. And so... um you know, just that fact. And I'm just letting you know that as an option when it comes to funding, you know, you know, there are different options and different ways and things that you can work. And so I'm just trying to tell you, like, we'll get a team where we can kind of help you on some of that. I, I can give you another way to do it. If I was you, uh, Troy, I, would, I wouldn't even think about the awards for two years. Two years, I'll just focus on shows in different regions so you can get people behind you and get the hottest posts from every region behind you. If you start throwing shows to where everybody's benefiting, then by 2015, then nobody can tell you nothing. The Grammys will come to you. Or you'd be like the Source Awards. Remember how the Source was? They put their magazine out first. Once the magazine got hot, oh, then they did the awards. You have to give, like, you have to give them a foundation. You know, if, you, if you're doing these shows around the United States where you can be done three times a year, four times a year in Vegas. That's the middle point of the United States. Everybody can get to Vegas. That's what the, that's what every show is done at, and everybody's going to come if you do it right. So okay. you know, these are yeah, like some suggestions. But I would add, like you know, like I think giving great advice, and then probably the next step I would ask you know, like maybe you can get on the board and help, and then. This way, you know, we do have the opportunity to strategize, especially like he said, okay, he's open. So then, you know, he had the opportunity to look at it, strategize, and how can we do it, and not offend where sometimes we don't realize, because I know that wasn't your intention to leave anybody out. But like you said, you're working from your pocket, and a lot of times you work from what you know. This is the base I know, so they, you know, those are people you probably work with most. And then there are a lot of people that are good, but they really aren't known outside of their region. So um, so what do you think about Mahogany, Ackerman? Oh, she, I love her voice. I like how she just came in. Just, just you know, like, how should I say, uh, 
you know, like, this, she introduced herself, well, is this, uh, I, I you just felt her son. It was like, oh, okay, she real. She don't need me. She got that, how should I say, I've been, I love 80s, 70s music because that's when soul music, because she got that soul, that. that Why, you know, thank you. That, <laughs> you know, don't stop. Because we got too many singers out there that's, you know, that's technically imbalanced, you know what I'm saying? You know, too, uh, too much technology behind their music. Well, we have a caller from the 513. I'm going to let you in. Hello. How y'all doing? This is Romeo D. Natty. Hey, Romeo. What's going on, sir? <laughs> I'm maintaining. I'm enjoying the show. Um, no. Shout out to your guest, Mahogany, Troy Porter Lewis. Thank you. Um, question was, was for um, Mr. Lewis. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm actually, looking. I'm actually looking forward to to, to the um, award show. I'm trying to make my way to St. Louis, and if I'm not this year, I, I've been trying to you know follow you as much as possible. I know it's been getting bigger every year. Like I said, if I if, if I'm, I'm in Cincinnati, so I ain't too far from you, but. I still might be in school that, that during that time, but I'm trying to get there, and I just feel that, you know, keep going where you're going, and I, I assume next year it'll be even bigger. I assume you'll get even more help. I mean, it's a buzz. I'm hearing about it. I'm not the only one that's been, you know, talking about the award show. It might not be as big as, as it should be, but... You know, if you had other suggestions on how we can do that, you know, I'm 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 all trying to help. Okay. All right. Um, do you have my face? Do you have my Facebook? Yes. Okay. Um, send me a uh, message on Facebook, and then um, we'll go from there. Okay. And okay. you spoke on you know Talam AC being a big name, which which I agree. I mean, but as far as trying to, you know, coincide that with the Grammys, it's, it's more than just one big name. I mean, we'll have to, you know, get get. A, oh a no, no, we weren't. Yeah, we weren't coinciding with the Grammys. No, we weren't coinciding with the Grammys. We were just, we were saying with Talam just as a host. That is just no, as yeah. far as attracting people to the event. No, I was thinking on when when they were saying that we were trying to get. You know the show as big as the Grammys. You know, yeah. Well, we so no, no. Th- those aren't names. There. Well, oh, those, are, those are my names. I could throw Sonny Patterson in there. I could throw Black Ice in there. I could throw Georgia Mia in there. I could name a lot of poets. Keep yeah, going. Tommy. You know, yeah. There's yeah, there's a long. lot of poets, and we know them all, and they're all accessible. That's not what's going to make it. For the Grammys is again what Akronen was saying about building a solid foundation, and you still have to hit every region. We could have all of them, and they're always in places. Right now, Danny Simmons is touring. He'll be here in Philly. I've had Danny on a show. I know Bruce George, all of them. And Danny has been doing. They're doing some things. They just did some things. Matter of fact, in your area, him and Black Ice and all of them were up there. But it's not going to be the individual names again. Like I was saying, for us to create an industry, it has to be everyone in it. So not just a few names 
And so it's about the structure. And like he was saying, he's given him an idea, like, we to do the show this year in 12, but then come back instead in 2013, come back in 2014. But what he wants him to do in between time is start doing regional shows and, and then and get into to Vegas. Um, he's just making suggestions about how to be methodical that – he can actually capture all the regions, all the poets, and start involving everybody. And when people are involved, they feel like they're part of it. And just like we did with this show, he already has, like I said, you know, I'll help where I can. Akron said he'll help. You said you'll help. Because he shared with us, opened up, and, um, you know, we're all on the same page. So, that's kind of like, like, and like Mahogany said about networking. So she said she goes to places she's had opportunity. So what he may need to do is take a year just to go around to everyone else and bring the the award show to them for them to understand. And what else were you saying, acronym? You were speaking. No, I mean I, I, I respect everything because you know everything he's saying. Um, I just. I just know it could be bigger than what it is because, like, sponsors, I'm, I, I help the kids. I'm in it for this. I got kids, so I go for my kids. So it's like I'm like a big kid at heart when I'm at the schools teaching the kids because illiteracy is a big problem in California, you know, after they fight a lot of kids. But the kids are getting motivated because of poetry because they can write their own ideas. Mm-hmm. And everybody's involved, you know what I'm saying? If you can get the schools, it's like some of your sponsorship can be, I mean, all you got to do, if you got kids, you know what they need for back-to-school supplies. All you got to do is look at behind every uh, book, everything, and get them to sponsor portions. They're going to sponsor it, pens, pencils, you know. You got to get everybody behind you. And once they start seeing that, then you move, and you got to come with your plan. Like I said, to take two years off and focus on shows and events. Like, I'm, I used to be in the music industry as a manager. That's why I said, I think God okay. blessed me to be to be in the industry to see poetry on a whole different level, but there's no industry for poetry. So, oh, well, I need you on my team. I like <laughs> but, but no, it, I think it, if we work together, we can really, because yeah. I envision poetry on such another level. I'm not going to even, I don't even a lot of times like to talk about it because I just think people would think I'm crazy. And I do no, know. I was going to say, what you're thinking, this way it is in Spain, the U.K., Africa, Japan. Mm-hmm. Poetry don't hold it. It's just in America, we, like, there's a curse with a poet, all poets that I met. They're so giving with their words, but they're so selfish by helping one another. Mm-hmm. You That's know, what I see. You know, and, 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 I, and I learned, like, I tell people, you can ask me for anything. I give you the knowledge. I don't know what you're spending on yourself. It's how you choose to use it, you know, because we all got a death date, you know what I'm saying? We don't know when it is, but we got to make the best of this life. So why hold back? You know, it's not supposed to be holding back. We're supposed to elevate together as, as a whole. And that's how I see poetry. Like I tell people, I tell them all the time, if you think I'm great, you're great because what's inside of me is already inside of you. I don't even exist unless I'm with you, you know, so I can't perform without an audience. I can't speak without an audience. I can't be heard without an audience. And my life is for the people. That's well, I I, great. 
you know what, I'm loving. One thing I want to ask, can we exchange information in the chat room so we can keep okay, up with one another? Because we want to really make this happen, and it sounds, you know, like it's just awesome. And I have some, you know, opportunities for things, but really, if it doesn't really happen, we do need a community of people behind us. And um, I want to give a shout-out to people in in the chat room. We got 103.3 Cinema Radio. We got Guest 11022, Guest 11130. We have Soul Tree. So I just want to give a shout-out to everyone in the chat room. And um, now we have Mahogany. She's in um, South Carolina. Troy, you say you back in Atlanta. And where are you, Ackerman? Acronym? I'm in Northern California. Okay. You already Are you up in the Bay Area or further than that? Uh, I'm, I'm in Sac, but I'm in the I'm a Bay Area. I'm from the Bay out of Stan Sacramento. I do it all. Right. I know it just about everybody out here. All righty. Well, I'm also putting together the Urban Tech Fair, which is a national movement, and we got a couple people working out of the Bay Area. And once to get everything organized, I'm coming back to tech and the arts. And I want people to give seminars and all. But what I would like us to see is something that we could do together, even if it's just a show. You know, we have, um, you know, Mahogany bringing us our, our music. You know, maybe some, you know, the poets can spit. Um, if we wanted, I even have, we have a, um, a channel as far as the, live stream, we can all log in and do um, a concert or something, and, you know, I just think we should all get together and jam together and, you know, do something, because we're running a little time out of here, and, um, but I think we really should get together and um, do something creative, so I'm putting that call out. I'll give you a sure. great idea with we'll blew up a lot of artists in California because a lot of artists out here in California are independent. They don't believe in majors. I'm just saying on the rap industry side. And that's what made me think like a rapper as a poet. All these rappers were blowing up because, like, whatever award shows on TV, I don't care if it's the Grammys and TV, that was their promotion. They always trying to get in the media because they knew everybody should stop there. And all these artists will always be caught up at, oh, this is at the Grammys, this is at the Vibe Awards. The same way, dude, you know, there's only probably like 20 award shows a year. Out of the 20 award shows, I believe the National Poetry Association should be there every, at, at every single one. And now, because you, when you're there, you represent every poet in the United States, and they're going to be proud. And that's when you get more people, oh, what? Oh, it was, oh, it was walking the red carpet at the TV Awards. Oh, did you see him at the Grammys? You want that feeling that the first day when you first walked that red carpet to make sure everybody feels the same thing that you felt. And that's how a lot of artists out here blew up because they focused on the award shows because you don't got to go to award shows at the pre-award shows, at the after-award shows, as long as it's out there, you know. This is, this, this, mm-hmm. I guess I thought that up as an idea just to hand down. Sounds really excellent. Trust me, I'm taking everything in right now. See how when you put a call out. Great vacation. I'm just letting you know. I used to love doing that. Great great vacation. 
Yeah. See what happens when you put a call out when it comes back to you. <laughs> I mean, because you know they're gonna come. They're gonna come. I know they'll come because you if you if you go to the people who listen, they're gonna listen because I think there's more people in the industry that's looking for another way out. Like right now, I learned that uh, a lot of uh, actors are forced to go to spoken word venues to learn to be in touch with the with the words. That's part of their training now. Why is that? Because spoken word artists are, are more valuable than an actor now. That's why a lot of spoken word artists are venturing off to Broadway now because they have that talent because it's a natural gift. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, and as far as just to look at things that come under spoken word, like when I first started working with it, um, when I look it up, audio books, then um, when you are going for maybe some grants and funding, spoken word comes under theater. You know, so mm-hmm. they put you with the theater group. So that is kind of ways that, you know, you are, you know, it's categorized. So you kind of like, again, you see how the industry looks at you. So you see how you're perceived. Then you take your brand and you teach people how you want to be perceived. And you start to, you know, retrain them. And, um, so, you know, this is really good. And, um, we didn't, um, I'm going to bring Mahogany back We've got like 11 minutes I'm going to bring her back to talk a little bit more um, I want to play Shiro I'm probably going to play Shiro Let her say a little bit more And then Troy um, And then um, I'm going to do Shiro Come to Mahogany Then I'm going to play Poetry Party Then I'm going to come back to you Troy And let everybody know about the nominations And if you're near the chat room Put it in there, how they can nominate, vote, what are the deadlines, and blah, blah, blah. So we get we get that in before the call is out. Okay? And Shiro, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said that'll work. Okay. Now, Shiro is coming from Mahogany's next to last release. And what was that, Mahogany? Uh, Shiro is actually off of the Chrysalis stage. Okay, Chrysalis stage. And you know what? I may have to do this turned around. I'm going to do Poetry Party because I have to pull in Shiro. I'm going to say the things I thought I had. <laughs> and before you it. do that, um, yeah. I just want to say that I'm not that far from Atlanta. So, if mm-hmm. and you know, if I could be of any service, you know, to the poetry world, um, I would be more than willing you know, to help in any way that I can. We're, we're actually going to be going to Atlanta um, quite frequently within the next um, few months. So, Well, you know what? Maybe great if we could all meet, because I'm getting ready to start some fundraising, but um, an artist that I, I work with, um, Mrs. Betty Sun, a.k.a. Shice, he's going to be part of a tour. Um, they're doing a small tour in Atlanta, in Albany, Georgia, and in Alexandria, Virginia. But an event is called The Tasting, and you really may want to be part of it, Mahogany. It's a coffee. I most certainly do. (laughs) It's coffee, (laughs) wine, and um, food pairings mixed with spoken word. And it's Talam AC, Tommy Bottoms, Mrs. Betty's Son, Dichotomy, and um, a full line of other, um, yes, spoken word artists. And it's June 22nd. 
and it's at the Function Factory. And hey, it's from 79. Hmm? That shit's going to be fire. <laughs> I would agree. Caliente. Yeah, and um, um, and if I can make it, as I said, I can do some fundraising. But I'm a live. We're gonna live stream it as well from there. And so, um, and those tickets are available now. at Poetry247.com, and you go to Coffee After Dark. And um, and for those who have venues and all. Hit up Poetry 24-7. They're working their way around, including more and more venues. Um, but it's a, they got a great service. It's Poetry 24-7, and they, you know, they post your venue, what's happening. They send out consistent tweets and all, and it's a great way to market, you know, your venue that you have going on. And, Troy, you probably need to contact them to see if you can get the National Poetry Awards as a venue on Poetry 24-7. So, um, but um, definitely we will be in Atlanta on, um, that event is on the 22nd. We'll be there like from the 21st to the 23rd. Is that June? June, yes. Mm -hmm. June, okay. And my birthday is June 19th, so if you'll feel the need to bring presents with you, I'm okay with that. (laughs) That's if I'm back by then. Hey, can, 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 I just, can I say something to Troy, please, for a minute? Um, hey, Troy, um, if you wanted to hit city to city with uh, with, with the National Poetry Awards uh, as doing shows, just look this inside. Everybody knows there's a house of blues in every major state and major city. And you can yeah. pull each artist's region that way, too. And you might be able to do a deal with them straight across if you give them a profit. You know, just sit down with the owner or the corporation. That will be the best way because everybody goes to the house of blues. And if you get every hottest oh, mm-hmm. one artist out of each state, three of them, you have to worry about nothing. You'll be over a nice success. And let me and let you know another thing too. What happened yeah, with since the economy, the House of Blues and our they're struggling now up in Atlantic yeah, City, stuff. like at the casinos. You can get a room. You can get um, they got a certain room there in the House of Blues, but you can just go ahead and rent that room, or if you can promise them that you can bring enough people. They may even let you have it because you're bringing people through. But you can actually get a room in the House of Blues where you don't maybe necessarily have the biggest states, but it's reasonable. So um, I have to find that room. And another person, connect with, because it's in the Master Griot group, look up Raymond Tyler. Raymond Tyler lives out of Atlantic City. He's excellent for using those casinos and the House of Blues and those different rooms for hosting things and leveraging their name to host various things. And that but, might be um, the kickoff for the other one. That would be the kickoff. The other ones would fall right north of them. If you get L.A. and Texas, oh, my God. Well, we did Texas last year. That's what we did last year at Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm talking about the House of Blues. The House of Blues brings oh, a whole okay. different order. It brings a whole it brings people who go to the House of Blues go listen to jazz and stuff. But you got to remember, poetry started off in the jig joints of jazz. You have to go back to the true elements of it. And if you go back to the true elements of it, you're going to bring the elders. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring everybody up. And then you got to remember the House of Blues is a restaurant. You know, it's also a restaurant. So if you're doing a show in the afternoon, that means you can get the kids in there. And that's what you really want to hit. You know, mm-hmm. this, I'm giving you information that I'll be telling cats out here. 
see out here in California, I'm like a rebel because I'm an elder. And so these, there's a lot of young cats who don't listen, and they're just running the streets like rappers. You know, say so try to sit back and just watch. If somebody's going to use this knowledge, I you know I give it away for free. If you use it, use it. You don't, you don't. But I just know the House of Blues will bring you a crowd of people that never even heard of poetry that will support it. Because you want the people like you never know. You might see some exit. Oh, who started this? And you might be the next Blues George. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, you know, like we and we can definitely work on it. Like you put it out there. I said, I'm putting together a tour anyway. Um, we're doing the Urban Tech Fair, which is nationally, and it happens in different cities. And um, now with the tour, it's not just spoken word. We're doing it's, it's a mixed tour, all artists. The purpose, again, is to re, we call it Rewind Out Loud, and our purpose is to defy the negative imaging of blacks in art and media. And that's why, you know, I always have people around like um, Mahogany. <laughs> Because, you know, they're pure examples who can produce good music that everybody likes and um, dispel that myth with young people that, you know, you know, that you can have good music that's not negative and still be hot. Right. And so, you know, you know, that's the main thing. And, you know, and I'm not even saying it has to be preachy, but we have to bring our humanity back to the arts, at least in front of them. It's there, but because it's not promoted, they don't realize it's there. You know, we're whole people. We're not just bees and hoes and drug dealers. And, like, this little seven-year-old boy was on America's Got Talent, and he got buzzed down. But I'm like, who brings a seven-year-old to rap? And he raps about he was called some kind of money, and he's only rapping about money, this and zeros and ones, and I'm like, and not computer zeros and ones. How many zeros are behind his money? And 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 they're surprised that he's buzzed off, you know. And that's a true example of where content, a lack of content, hurt. <laughs> so, um, okay, so. Before we roll off, um, I'm I'm not going to have time to bring in um, Shiro, but um, I'm going to do this poetry party because yeah, I'm going to do the poetry party. As soon as we end the poetry party, I want you to give us a sign off, Mahogany, and next step, and the same thing for you, um, Troy. All right. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So what up? How y'all doing out there? Lottie Dottie, poetry party. Two steps in, grab you some body. Lottie Dottie, slick Rick party. Slam, slam, grab you some body. Georgia peaches, poetry speeches. Florida beaches, hang out with the beaches. Drink wine with the teachers, party with the state government leaders, club hop, show hop, shop till we all drop, movies, groupies, poetry, poochie, sign, autograph, petition, painful tuition, vacation, Jamaica, I do it for the haters. Lottie Dottie, poetry party, two step in, grab you some body, Lottie Dottie, slick Rick party, slam, slam, grab you some body. Fred Flintstone, Dino, 
Rio, take you on a journey, Rio, build your house, home depot, repossess your car, repo, figure in the den, Zeno, put your cards on the table, Chico, are you the man, is this a jam, flame, first in command, army, ten piece band, poetry slam, George Michael Wham, forever young, Peter Pan, Poetry party, two steps in, grab you some body. Lottie Dottie, slick Rick party. Slam, slam, grab you some body. Lottie Dottie, poetry party, two steps in, grab you some body. Lottie Dottie, slick Rick party. Slam, slam, grab you some body. Flame, sister, flame. Okay. Troy. Troy. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All righty. So you want to just, you know, you know, sign us out, tell us about the National Poetry Awards, how can people vote and everything? Uh, National Poetry Awards this year will be in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. Um, if you go to www.thenationalpoetryawards.com, um, you can see everything that's going on from the Friday Night Slam to the Youth Slam, Youth Workshop, um, to the actual um, awards night. However, um, voting is over today, um, and we already sent out the nominee letters. Um, they will be starting back up June 1st to June 20th for all the nominees um, who have been chosen. Um and I'd just like to give, you know, just a few names, um, you know, like Poet of the Year, you know, it's like Georgia Me, uh, Mark Lacey, Queen Sheba, Talon Macy. Um, you know, we do have Poetry of the Year, Open Mic of the Year, you know, so we have 18 different categories, you know. So mm-hmm. we're not leaving out the national people because people actually vote for people, Um you know, so it's 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 not that we have a board who picks. Everybody votes. You know, so we don't we try not to leave anybody out. You know, so um, we do. You know, we do deal with some big big names. You know, it just depends on whether or not if we're reaching everybody. And yes, marketing is a very um, great thing, great tool, and um, we will go from there. Okay, so that's www T-H-E-NationalPoetryAwards.com, correct? That's correct. Okay, and so um, the nomination voting part ended today, and they'll come back June 1st with all everyone who was nominated, and how long does that voting period go, go on? From June 1st to June 20th. Okay, so you got 20 days to vote for your favorite person. All That's right, correct. and... Okay, and then how people want to experience the um, the mixtape? That's where Poetry Party just came from. The new mixtape, correct? That's correct. You also can get that on the website, thenationalpoetryawards.com. dot com. Um, we have everything that you need for the National Poetry Awards on the website. Everything. Okay, and who is the artist with Poetry Party? Uh okay. Gonna make me open back up. Um. Off top, we have um, we have China, 
um, out of North Carolina. We have uh, Floyd Boynton Jr. Uh, we have Aries uh, featuring um, Dewop. Um, and it's, it's so many people. Um, we have but on a poetry party piece, the piece that we just played, who was that artist? Who was she? Poetry party, that is Sister Flame. Okay. All righty. Well, that was a nice piece. And now we're going to go on to Mahogany. And Mahogany, we, um, you know, first give us all your contact. You know, what's the next big thing? And, you know, what do you need us to do? <laughs> um, you can go to mahogany.com, and that's mahogany spelled M-A-H-O-G-A-N-E-E.com. Um, you can find all of my prior albums, um, anything related to my music, my coffee, uh, the Responsible Artistry Campaign. Um, everything is on mahogany.com, or you can go to responsibleartistry.com. Um and find out about the magazine and um, anything dealing with that. Okay. Oh, and on Twitter, I'm at Mahogany, M-A-H-O-G-A-N-E-E. Okay. And um, Mahogany, what's really special about the new release, um, Organic Soul? What's really special about that, um, Funky Organic Soul is, Kind a free of, download, well, not right? Kind of. Yes. Is that yes, a free it download? It is a free download. Um, okay. It's a free download <laughs> on uh, responsibleartistry.com. It's a free download. And also it's on um, the Responsible Artistry Facebook page, which is Responsible okay. Artistry. Facebook.com slash Responsible Artistry. Mm-hmm. And you can find and, it on um, Bandcamp, which is the place where all the artists are. Yeah. So you can find mm-hmm. it on Bandcamp yes. under Mahogany yes. again, mahogany.bandcamp.com. But if you go there, you'll find her whole catalog. And um, it's a free download, so get it now while you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, She Wrote is another hot piece that everyone will really enjoy. And um, I just have to, like, really get these things back up, things I actually thought I had. <laughs> so I just um, had to re-upload it. But I am, we will be doing more um, music and spoken word shows. And... Um, so I just wanted to get a chance to just do that mixture, and um, I wanted to show mahogany work, just the um, the po- you know the poetic style of her work, you know. But you know she sings, and um, also for people again to ponder, you know, those relationships. And that's one good thing too. If you check out the mixtape, it is diverse. It's not. Um, you know, it's all it's various ranges of poetry, and it's not just all done one way, and it's well produced. So, and I will give you that because there are, a lot of times people put out products that aren't produced well, but it's well produced. So, with spoken word and going to the Grammys to be considered for the Grammys as an artist, you do have to produce. You have to have a professionally distributed project with at least twelve tracks. So you need at least one of them out there. So, And that means you can go to CD Baby and get digital distribution. Any, you know, standard industry, even if it's digital distribution, will be considered professionally distributed. So you need to do that to be considered, and spoken word is a category on the Grammys. 
So, you know, even with all the work that Troy goes out here and try to work with the National Poetry Awards, if we don't meet industry requirements, you know, that's still not going to mean anything. So as artists, we need that you're producing good work and at least, you know, distributing it professionally. And um, But we will have more shows on that will teach you about how to, where you have to register it to make sure that you're charted. And you need to make sure that you're um, a member of an organization that collects royalties so that if when your um, spoken word is played across a radio station that does reporting, where they report the spins, then, and you registered, where you need to be registered to be charted, if it happens to become really hot and a lot of, you know, and it's being played a lot, you can actually make the charts. But that can't happen if you don't, re- and it's free to register. So um, it's a free registration. And so we just, we're going to talk later on about just how to do all of those things. And um, so that's basically it. Um, one thing I can ask each and every one who's left on the show, we have um, Acronym, and we have Mahogany, and we have Troy. You guys have 30 seconds in the whole world listening. Starting with Acronym, what do you want to share? You know, uh, you have my full support, Troy. If you, you know, I left my information to you, you know, uh, if you want to know more about me or see how I get down, all you got to do is type in the illest code on the planet. You know, I do poetry for the people. I die for the people just because they don't know the knowledge. It has to get out there some way, somehow, leave a legacy. That's just how right. it's me. The village elder. <laughs> Troy? I just want to thank you for bringing me on the radio show and, uh, I want to thank Acronym Mahogany um, for being there and supportive. And Mahogany, your music is beautiful. Um, I'd like to see you perform live. Um, and, yeah, and I mean, support them as well, y'all. You know, it's just not about me. It's just about everybody else who's out there. Support everybody. All right. Mahogany? Well, first, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. Um, second, thank you to Troy. An acronym, and also, if you two can hit me up on Twitter at Mahogany, um, that way perhaps we can collab or work together um, on something from this point. And, oh, yeah, I um, do intros. I do intros. I do skits. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Definitely. And if if I can just say one thing, I just want people to know that there's enough of whatever it is you want in the world to go around. There's no need to be jealous of anybody or hate on anybody. There's enough room for you to have whatever you want. So just do you and let everybody else do them. All right. So that's the wisdom for you. Tweet that. (laughs) (laughs) And here on Mass Agreeable Radio, we speak for everyone. Peace and love. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Oh, what can I get you? Hey, Santa, a pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone success just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Ho, 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 ho. What can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone success just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.